Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the Libro Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lackadaisical Libro Cubicalist. Yes. This show is one in which I discuss is a word that I could use, although discussion sort of, to me at least, means a little bit of a back and forth, whereas here there is not. Where, okay, here you go, where I monologue. Mm, more accurate. In fact, one of the names of the segments is called Movie Monologue. So yes, where I monologue all the media I have consumed over the past some time. Some amount of time. Uh, why? Why would I do such a thing? Nobody listens to it, so that can't be the reason. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, some people potentially would uh, be bitter over that fact. However, because as I will go on to explain, I do this podcast for the reason that, uh, if I don't pour forth all the, the, the just sort of data, the datum, I don't know when you use datum versus data. I'm not that smart. Uh, if you just let that sit in your mind and, and, and don't, don't get it out of there, it'll sit there and it'll, it'll take up space and you don't need the space for things like wonder woman, 1984, for example, you don't need that in there, so get it out of there. Talk about it. Uh, be it to others, although who wants to hear people talk about 1984? <laughs> or do as I am doing and just, you know, pour it forth into the internet. And for that one person listening, you know, I love you. Yeah, that's right. You. Um, let me say a name, and then if it's the name of someone just coincidentally... I, I mean, I could go John Smith. Hi, how are you? But no, uh, let's go a little more out of the box. Rodrigo Fuentes. If you, Rodrigo Fuentes, first of all, I love the name. If you listening to this are enjoying it, well, I'm happy for you. Um, and I'd like to hear from you because that would be very strange if I just guessed of the you know, dozen listeners on a good day. <laughs> uh, if one of them just happens to be named Rodrigo Fuentes, ooh, maybe I'll make that the title. The title might be, Hello, Rodrigo Fuentes. I'll have to look up a spelling on that, a, a traditional spelling, because I don't know how to spell Rodrigo Fuentes off the top of my dome. Folks, uh, I'm going to push a button, and it will not blow things up. It will start the first segment like this. Movie monologue. Today's 
Movie monologue sponsor is Magic Stones. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, movie the first, the aforementioned Wonder Woman 1984. Now, admittedly went into this with low expectations because apparently people don't like this movie very much, which, you know, I don't get that. Like, if you go into this, you know what it probably is? The first one was so good. <laughs> the first Wonder Woman was a really good movie. But I I think it was, like, yeah, when did that come out? It, it came out long enough ago that I feel like my expectations for superhero movies is such that if they're good, I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah, that, that's probably a good way of... Of sort of how I wrap my 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 mind around superhero movies in general. If they're good, uh, it's a just sort of a pleasant surprise. If they're not good, you know, I still have enjoyment watching them. Uh, for example, rating wise, gonna give it a, a classic three, which is uh, enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. You know what? I I could see a scenario as I do from time to time where I sort of we rewatch. <laughs> I think I've done that a couple of times now. Said we watch instead of rewatch. Um, the 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 Barbara Walters accent is really coming out today. Uh, yeah, a, a scenario where I rewatch like uh, uh, all the Wonder Woman movies or all the DC movies or or, or something like that way down the low down <laughs> down the. You know what? I think it might be. Uh, this morning I woke up and I didn't have a coffee. Hmm. I, I just, you know what I did do? Last night, the missus and I, and you know, we'll give you some behind the scenes, as I like to do from time to time. Last night, the missus and I got uh, Chinese food for, I think, the first time over the course of the pandemic. Maybe there was one another time. And we bought, like, way, way too much. Like, we went ridiculously overboard. But it was also because, like, delivery was free if you spend a certain amount. So now we have, basically, an entire fridge full of Chinese food. So I woke up. And this is not something I do on a regular basis. I would like to stress. I woke up and I had a big plate of Chinese food for breakfast. Uh, and so maybe I'm a little sleeper from that. And, and Chinese food and coffee didn't sound good, so I didn't have a coffee. Uh, so maybe I'm a little out of it. That is the excuse I'm going to use for the rest of this episode and why it is not a good one. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, Magic Stone, you know, come on, people. Can we, can we not do better than Magic Stone for... They might as well just call it the MacGuffin Stone. Hmm? I'm probably not the first person to say that, but, you know, it feels apt at the very least. Gal Gadot, you know, she's uh, she's good in this. Uh, she's just one of the most beautiful women in the world, period, full stop. Uh, Kristen Wiig was also, I, I don't know... Yeah, uh, she was, she was uh, very much enjoyed her as well. Uh, really, it's not like, is it a bad movie? It is what it is. It is what it is. What is a bad movie is Serenity from 2019. Now, this is not the Firefly spinoff movie. No, 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 because that is a very good movie. And actually, I should cleanse my palate after watching this and watch that. Oh, you know what? I'm going to make be make it re-watch Firefly and Serenity. Yeah, I haven't watched Firefly in a long time. Hmm, yeah, should definitely do that. As soon as I'm done, uh, you know what, I'm uh, I'm in season 14, I'm pretty sure, of Supernatural. Chugging along through that, so maybe I'll do Firefly next. Uh, anyways, 
Yeah, this stars uh, Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway. This is a choice of the missus, so I'm blaming her. Uh, yeah, uh, a fishing boat captain juggles facing his mysterious past and finding himself ensnared in a reality where nothing is what it seems. Now, that description, to me, uh, uh, is a movie that I would not want to watch. <laughs> I let the missus talk me into it. I don't normally like thriller movies, uh, and, and this, according to IMDb, even, is a thriller movie. It also stores... Stores... Yeah, it stores Anne Hathaway. Jesus Christ. Um, and it's got sort of a, a, a bad film noir vibe, just kind of in terms of the acting in particular. Um, and then it's weird, but not, not necessarily a good weird. Uh, it, it's just not a good movie. And rating-wise, I think I, I don't know if I go a one. You know what? I think I might go a one. And I'll tell you why. Um, I didn't finish it. Uh, like, uh, we, uh, we turned it off because I was, like, falling asleep. Uh, and the plan is to finish watching it today. But if that does not happen, I'll be okay with that. I, I will be okay with the fact. Now, uh, if the missus says, yeah, I really want to watch it, I want to finish it, I'm not going to fight her on it. Uh, it wouldn't be fair. I'm a little bit bigger than her, so, you know... I think I could take her. I think I could take her. Since she broke her pelvis, you know, I, I've got a little bit more, a uh, little bit more of a chance, I would say. Uh, yeah, so don't watch Serenity from 20, which is a shame because I, uh, I enjoy Matthew McConaughey movies in general. In Jenny. Okay, uh, only two movies in this particular movie monologue. Let me push this button. Talk. Today's television talk sponsor is Wernham Hog Stationery. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, we are talking The Office, the British version. Yes. Uh, I've been bugging uh, the missus to watch for years now, it felt like, and uh, she kept bugging me to rewatch the U.S. version, which she has sort of gone on without me. I, I, I just didn't sort of feel like it right now, So, uh, and she needed that sort of comfort food show, so she's continued on with that and really chugging along. Every time I go into her room, she's watching it, so must 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 be uh, making her way through it um so we watched maybe four or five episodes give or take before she said nah, and decided to to fuck off and uh, leave me to it which is fine uh i don't i don't begrudge uh she gave it a, a chance and uh, it, it didn't hit which uh, i i think i i'm fairly confident that I watched this version first before I watched the British office or the U S office. I I'm 99% sure, but I can understand if you did it the other way around that this would be a, uh, something you could bounce off of, uh, something that might not tickle your fancy in the same way, especially, especially, uh, even though I warned her on several occasions that it's quite a bit different and darker and cringier, and let's bold underline italic for some reason that word uh this compared to the american version yeah uh, uh david brent yeah uh on this is just like with michael scott 
you've got a lot of you know cringy moments and uh, sometimes he's a jerk but it, it never feels malicious necessarily it almost comes from a uh, a point of innocence and not really knowing what he's doing and stupidity whereas here has that as well but then there's some uh, looking out for number one and, and and thinking he's the best and and less that you like him he, he's much 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 less likable which uh, I think is a good thing because you need shows like this uh, and I feel like they don't make them like this anymore, like, uh, or at the very least, they're few and far between. The, 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 the desire for execs, network executives, uh, to have the main character of their shows on their, on their stations, on their television stations, to have them likable. Uh, it is so strong that to get characters like this on the air now, uh, I, I feel like is virtually impossible. Um, which is sad because, uh, man, like he, even I, having seen this before, there's, there's some things he does that's just like, oh, Jesus Christ, can you believe he's doing this? Uh, and, and just, just the cringe fact. This is probably, I don't even say probably, probably the, the, the most cringy, uh, uh, character just to exist is <laughs> David Brent on the British office. Uh, needless to say, uh, easy five out of five rating. Oh, did I? Yeah, I was just going to say, did I rate Serenity? I could feel that I'm like dumb <laughs> right now. Uh, uh, yeah, so I uh, recommend it if that sort of thing sounds appealing to you. Uh, then there's the sort of factor as well, which even I felt a bit that... You know what I never mentioned? And it's almost like the Mrs. and I just made a mental agreement not to talk about it. We were watching The Sopranos, and I suppose technically st still are, but we just sort of like stopped. It just sort of like faded away in whatever season we were on. And I feel like it's because during this quarantine, uh, things like The Sopranos, things like this that are a little darker little uh, a little more hard to watch yeah i suppose i could use that phrase uh they're just harder to watch uh, than they would be during a uh, normal days so uh the fact that uh she bounced off of it you know that's another reason that i don't begrudge all right let's push another button flying along Today's book banter sponsor is, oh, those chocolates with the little toys and size. Kender Surprise. Thank you for that sponsorship. All right. Uh, if you're following along, you will no doubt be not surprised, which is a way to say a sentence, I suppose, that we, Jesus, fuck. Uh, Dragons of a Vanished Moon by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. This is War of the Souls, book three number three of the trilogy and i will say almost didn't quite make it it was like 11 months yeah about 11 months and change uh that i read dragon lance novels <laughs> and i have officially stopped this was the last uh i may go back and see uh, surely there's some i have not read 
but I read for almost an entire calendar year Dragonlance novels. And I got to say, with the exception of this last trilogy, uh, I, I think I gave like fours and fives to all books and trilogies. This one, uh, less so. And uh, if you followed along, you know, the first and second one, I had a fair amount of difficulty getting through them, uh, debated even not doing so at some points. But, uh, you know, chugged along. Glad I did. Uh, this third book I did enjoy. Maybe it was the sort of combination of things sort of finally wrapping up and, and putting some bows on some things uh, combined with the fact that I was excited to be done with it. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I, I did sort of fly through the end a little bit and uh, did have enjoyment seeing how everything sort of shook out. Um, on that note, rating wise, I think for this one, I'd go three uh, with some cool four moments, even some cool five moments, probably. It's just the the not focusing on the characters from the first ones. Like, you have Tasselhoff in there uh, because of time travel, which I do appreciate time travel in uh, uh, fantasy stuff. I do very much like that. Well, one of the characters that I'm sort of uh, really been holding back on playing is uh, the timekeeper. Uh, I'm saving him for like a, a really special campaign, probably for a podcast. If, if should I ever have the opportunity to uh, uh, play a character in a podcast again, probably do that one. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, really not much to say. Let me uh, just look at the good reads, see if that tells us anything. <clears throat> see how the, uh, okay. The flames of war devour Ancelon. The army of dead souls marches towards conquest, led by the mystical warrior Mina, who serves the powerful One God. A small band of heroes driven to desperate measures leads the fight against overwhelming odds. Two unlikely protagonists emerge. One is a dragon overlord who will not easily relinquish her rule. The other is an irrepressible kender who has been on a strange and remarkable journey that will end in startling and unforeseen fashion. The stirring climax of the War of Souls. There you go. I put a little, uh, little mustard, a uh, little mustard on that uh, that maybe made it sound uh, exciting. Which you know, they're definitely exciting moments. Uh, some, some cool final battle stuffs at the very least. Thank you, Dragonlance. It was a hell of an almost year. Today's game, Gavin's sponsor is Ambrosia. Thank you for that sponsorship. All right, I uh, have two games for this game, Gavin. Uh, I haven't done that in a while. Uh, I should probably do a Steam Clean uh, uh, one of these days. It's just, you know what, I have so much D&D uh, &D lately uh, on the, uh, the the server that I've spoken about a couple of times, Afaros, that uh, that's sort of taken up a, a chunk of my gaming time, so I haven't really focused too much. Uh, which is a shame. Maybe I should uh, pull back a bit because uh, I'm missing games. I gotta find a gotta find a good balance, right? Work life. <laughs> uh, instead of a work life balance, I need a video game, uh, uh, role playing Discord server balance. Uh, that would be a good title if I didn't already have. Oh, what the hell was the name? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Rodrigo Fuentes is the title. Hello, Rodrigo Fuentes. I am, feel like I'm, like my brain is melting. Anyways, uh, game the first, uh, Hades. Ah, uh, yeah, this one that everyone's talking about and friggin' loves for some reason. It's fine. Yeah, uh, these, these sorts of games I, you know, I do enjoy. And I can even, on some levels, regard uh, or sort of understand people's uh, uh, love and their enjoyment of replaying over and over and over again. But uh, my sort of... I, I don't know. They just don't... Like, I've played uh, roguelikes before, and um, I'll play them for a while. But Game of the Year roguelike, I don't know. It just doesn't feel... To me, it's of the roguelikes I played. This is definitely one of the best. Well done on the many levels: the the visuals, the the the, the music, the, the 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 gameplay, the uh, uh, RPG elements. It's really, really the story. Uh, you've got some fun. You've got some uh, history. It's it's good. Everything about it is good, which to me means. Uh, this is just sort of not the type of game that I love. That being said, rating-wise, I'll go like a solid 3.79 repeating. So, you know, there's that. Uh, it, it, it's just, uh, it, it got a little uh, boring after a while and I stopped playing. Uh, and again, that is quite possibly me. I have spoken of before that my patience for video games the older I get is less and less because I see all the games in my fucking queue that I haven't played yet uh that that sort of plays into it a bit see these are all things that a professional reviewer of video games would not say so what does that tell you I am not one uh game the second endless legend uh, a turn-based 4x strategy game you haven't played one of these in a while uh in similar to Hades in one regard uh, I did the tutorial and there was a couple of times during the tutorial where I was like oh Jesus Christ this is a lot do I have the patience for this right now and I did I did be just because the reason that I hadn't played it a lot I, I debated dusting off Age of Empires instead <laughs> but uh, you know I've, I've done that enough I thought it was time for something new and uh, this one you know been in my queue for I feel like years uh, and, and always looked good, and I used to friggin' love games like this, and, and I did have fun, like, I, I think I enjoyed this more than Hades, actually, this came out in 2014 as well, the visuals slightly dated, but when you're playing this sort of game, um, as long as things are clean, I feel like, which this, yeah, when you zoomed in, sometimes things got a little, uh, a little hard to tell what was what, uh, so basically you are with, as with many of these games, uh, you're starting a, a civilization. It's basically Age of Empires, this one. Um, and you're sort of uh, developing by, you know, gathering resources, building up your technologies. Uh, you're meeting uh, uh, different civilizations on the map. You can sort of be uh, civil to these civilizations or you can uh, attack them and uh, go to war and then you're fighting one another. Uh, uh, and you can bribe them, uh, like, like there's many routes to quote unquote success. Uh, and it was fun. Um, I, you know, I played it for, 
I don't know, like maybe eight or ten hours, which, you know, people play these games for hundreds of hours. Um, so I didn't quite reach that level of enjoyment, but uh, it was nice to play one of these games again. Uh, it, it, it's, I, it definitely, this is what it did, and this is why I'm going to give it a four point one zero three nine two. Uh, I'm going to give it that mark uh, because... It uh, scratched the itch. It scratched the itch very well of this style of game. Uh, uh, perfectly, in fact. If you like this st style of game, this is a very, very good example of it. Endless Legend. Which I think there's a few endless games. I think there's a space one, too, that I played a while back. Uh, Alright, uh, final button push, it looks like. Wait, did we have... I think we did. Movie to... You know what? It's been a goddamn long time. I'll just say this before I push the final button. Where I've had one of every segment. I guess I don't have a conversation cleanup, but uh, that's not too unusual. We've got a movie monologue, a television talk, a book banter, game gabbing, or an internet intercourse. We, uh, those are the original five segments. Although, back when the podcast started, and when I was recording a to and from work, uh, it was a movie. Mo Let me see if I could remember because it's been a while. I think it was like episode 300 that I stopped doing it the old way. Uh, so it was movie Mondays, TV Tuesdays, book Bo Wednesdays, video games days, and internet days. Yeah, it fell up a little part at the end there, needless to say. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is Not Blockers Reverse Dating Service. N O T T Not Blockers. Thank you for that sponsorship. All right, uh, item the first, uh, clear and vivid. Oh yeah, this is with host Alan Alda, and he uh, interviewed Penn Gillette. Uh Yeah, I, so I thought I would bring that back. It was sort of a uh, an interesting duo. Uh, interesting to hear these two very different people uh, sit down and talk and just sort of a, a good example of why I love the medium of podcasting. So uh, I thought I would talk about that. Uh, Clear and Vivid. Uh, so that's Alan Alda's podcast in which he sort of, the the angle, I guess you would say, that he comes at it is that uh, he's talking about communication and how in today's world uh, we sort of strive to be better communicators. And, uh, uh, and then Penn was there to sort of come at that subject from the angle of uh, uh, magic and, and, and tricks and, and things of that nature. Although with him, you know, uh, the subject went a million different places because that's what his brain does, seemingly. Uh, knows a little bit about everything, uh, seemingly. Uh, and you know what? In fact, he's also, you may have noticed, in the opening of this fucking podcast here, so... You know, there, there you go, a little bit of a, uh, a crossover, if you will, which I don't think you will because that's not what a crossover is. Moving on, Funhouse. Ah, I haven't brought them back in a little bit. F-U-N-H-A-U-S. Funhouse. Uh, they've recently, I think it was just one, maybe it was two, uh, done some videos called Demon Souls Bingo. Yeah, uh, apparently Demon Souls with the uh, remake out not too, too long ago. So a shit ton of people... Uh, streaming and 
YouTube in it and stuff like that. Uh, it definitely looked uh, quite beautiful compared to, I guess, how it originally looked, which wasn't too bad either, actually. Um, and it was fun to see because uh, they came up with some uh, uh, strange and difficult, well, the whole game's difficult, of course, uh, ways in which the bingo card could be filled. And uh, you could definitely tell some of the uh, participants uh, were better at the game than others, making the bingo that much easier to uh, 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 grasp, grasp the bingo. Uh, but it was fun to watch. Uh, it's fun to watch people play an incredibly difficult game, uh, in a humorous manner. So if that sort of thing appeals, why not check that out? Uh, moving on to, uh, last but not least, in fact, most, oh, uh, Critical Role, uh, Campaign 2, Episode 121, yes, and the corresponding Tox Machina, uh, Machina, Machina, Tox Machina, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so this was the first episode, was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it was the first episode back after the holidays. So it was like a month of not having an episode. And the reason I wanted to bring it back was just to discuss monologue. Fuck. Uh, how much I missed it while it was gone. And, and how surprised I was by the degree with which I missed it. Uh, like, it, it, it's this thing now where every Monday... Uh, I go on YouTube, you know, uh, towards the end of my work day and there's this video that, uh, through the course of the week, uh, every day, sort of after work, I'll watch, uh, you know, a half hour, hour, sometimes more. And I'll sort of, uh, work through this, mm, let's say three to four hour video. And it's just one of my favorite sort of pieces of entertainment period, full stop. Uh, so to suddenly not have that for like a month, uh, I, I really felt the loss and I was surprised at how much I did. So, uh, I wanted to, uh, just sort of bring back critical role in general and say, if you have not sort of, uh, experienced this for yourself, uh, I recommend you do what I did, which is start uh, campaign two, episode one. Um, uh, my sort of game plan for campaign one, which I, I believe I will watch at one point is that when campaign two is over, which they're at episode 121 and, you know, things are progressing pretty good. I mean, it's D and D, so it could, you know, go on forever, I suppose. But, uh, I feel like, uh, Matt is working towards an end. Uh, so yeah, when uh, campaign two is over, uh, assume there will be some sort of break before campaign three comes along. Um, and even if there's not, that's fine. Uh, I'll go back and start campaign one and, and, uh, work my way through that is my game plan. Uh, just, I don't, I don't want to be watching both at the same time. Uh, I feel like uh, it could, that might get confusing. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so I, I recommend that. Now it sounds on paper, not amazing. I, I will admit, uh, it, I'm, I'm not talking for people who enjoy D and D and, uh, and like D and D actual play podcast for them. It, it sounds like that. Um, but for people who don't know, uh, Dungeons and Dragons and don't know that sometimes people play it and record it and then release it for others to listen to. If that sounds not entertaining to you, I can totally 100% understand that. But if you just sit and watch this from a sort of terms of, a, a piece of entertainment rather than coming at it from that other angle. Uh, I, I, I think regardless of uh, uh, your knowledge of D&D, &D, you can watch this 
uh, and not only garner uh, over time and appreciation of D&D, but also just uh, enjoy this piece of entertainment where routinely on a weekly basis, uh, I'll laugh, uh, I'll cry, I'll laugh until I cry. Uh, It's just like the the, the gamut of uh, like the, I'll have jaw, literal jaw dropping moments. Uh, it's just the, the, the gamut of emotions on this, uh, felt incredibly strongly. Uh, it's just really, really an incredible. And, uh, I cannot stress enough that I hope, uh, others, regardless of D and D knowledge, uh, just sort of watch this. In fact, D and D knowledge could potentially hamper some of your enjoyment in some regards, because this is not, uh, this comes up a lot too. This is the sort of, I don't want to say it's the, the dark side of critical role, but uh, there's something called the Matt Mercer effect, which is kind of dumb, but uh, it, it, it's just that people new to D&D expecting that their sessions will look like this, you know, professional thing. Uh, it, it's like expecting a, 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 what the hell is it called? Uh, a community, uh, my brain, as I mentioned, is broken. Uh, community theater, community theater, uh, to, uh, uh, joining a community theater troupe and expecting to put on, uh, things that match things on, uh, you know, Broadway or whatever. I don't know where my analogy is going there. And frankly, I should probably have a nap if I had the ability to do so I would, but I don't, so I can't, so I won't. Goodbye. Oh yeah. Let's not forget to say... It's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper